Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. starting to funnel in i am just about ready it's going to be just me jay king today obviously sam packard not going to be around um he's still sick just got some sort of playoff bug i don't know what's going on with him he said he's got a pretty bad fever um really he's probably just being soft honestly Knowing him, I, I just think there is a much greater chance that he's just soft. He, he's he's playing this up. He just doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to talk about the Celtics. It's playoff time, and he's going to fail me. He's going to decide not to podcast with me. He's not going to play through it in the playoffs. What kind of podcast co-host is that? So we're back. Anything is potable with the Athletic Network. Uh, but for Packard, nothing's potable right now because he's too soft. Um, so I'm going to just take questions from listeners today. Yesterday we did kind of an overview of the Celtics-Hawks series. going to open this one up and kind of do have a, a – a wider lens, I guess, and just talk about where the Celtics are at this point uh, as the playoffs are set to begin. Are they ready to win a title? Are they in a better place than they were this time last season? What is my forecast, my prediction for them? How are they going to play? How will Joe Missoula do? Um, so if you've got questions, please feel free to raise your hand, come on the stage. I'm going to have Rob come up now. Rob, you are on the stage. Jay, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well. Uh, do you think with the lack of – I mean, they have rim runners, obviously, Atlanta, but with that lack of a back-to-basket threat, do you think we could see the Celtics even closing with the three guards plus the Jays at any point in the series? And just have Tatum kind of guard Collins? That's a good question. Um, I would guess probably not. And, and that's just because we haven't really seen that from the Celtics this season. Um, and honestly, like, there could be some benefit to that. You have more playmaking. You have uh, maybe more shooting. But they can go small and still have Al Horford out there. And Al Horford's ability to defend with versatility, to guard the perimeter, to hold his own in switches, and also space the court. He's, he was one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA this season on pretty high volume. 
I just think there's not as much benefit from going small as maybe another team would get or super small. Uh, it, it'd be kind of a fun look. It would be interesting. Um, they would have a whole lot of playmaking and off the bounce ability. I don't know how Atlanta would deal with that, but also we just saw Atlanta crush Miami on the offensive glass and they have guys that in Okongwu and Capella who can move their feet and guard at the arc and also hurt you on the board. So I would guess no. Um, I think they'll probably stay bigger. I think they'll usually have Al Horford or Robert Williams on the court. Um, yeah, again, like as they start this journey, I'm just kind of thinking back to last season and, and where they were at this time. And the the one thing that kind of pops out to me most is that at this time, like Daniel Tice was <laughs> Daniel Tice was super important to the Celtics, and I think he started the first five games of the playoffs last year. Robert Williams was just coming off the torn meniscus; he was dragging his leg around when he did start playing, which I believe he started playing late in the Nets series and didn't start a game until sometime in the Milwaukee series. I could be wrong about that if you want to fact check me, but like that was a huge deal for them. And they responded then by going big that I don't think that will be their MO this year. I do think Al Horford and Robert Williams will, will play some minutes together. But when those guys aren't on the court together, they're going to go smaller. Um, but I think they'll have one of those guys on the court and Robert Williams availability and his health. Obviously he's had, a rough season from that perspective. He only played, I believe it was 35 games. Um, he rarely was off of minutes restriction. He didn't start all the time. Uh, I don't want to say they've managed him well because a lot of it was just, he was hurt. But at the end of the day, if, if their goal was to get Robert Williams to the playoffs healthy, like he's here, he, he just played, 31 minutes and 25 minutes in his last two games. So this is just as about as healthy as he's been all season. So it was a weird journey for him this year, but, but they got him to a good place. And I think that's going to be important. Uh, Ty, we will bring you up to the stage. What do you have for us, Ty? What do you have for us, Ty? Hey there, Jay. Uh, Just a quick question. Can the Celtics win a title with Grant Williams playing the way he's playing? That, that is that is a good question. I a think, good question. I think honestly, like honestly, like hold on. How do I? How do I? Can you mute yourself for me? All right, there we go. Um, I think the answer is yes. <laughs> Grant Williams is at best the Celtics' eighth man. He they could go to Sam Hauser if they don't need him. They they don't necessarily need to rely on him a lot. If at all, we've seen him get DMPs this year. I still believe he's going to be important against Joel Embiid, against Giannis. And maybe, who, depending on the matchup, he'll be important in the finals. But he's a physical big dude who can guard physical big dudes and shoot the ball about 40% from three. We saw last year that being in the playoffs didn't phase him. 
He had the huge game seven against Milwaukee. He guarded Durant. He guarded Giannis. He guarded Bam Adebayo. His run in the playoffs was super important to the Celtics. And, and I, I, I know that Celtics fans got frustrated with him at, in parts of the season. I know um, it was – he kind of tested fans' patience and everything like that. But at the end of the day, the things that he does best, which is being a tough physical dude who can guard a number of different players, including some of the better ones in the league, while providing spacing, that's that's just really important. Um and I think it's going to be important. So they don't necessarily need him to play at a super high level. They have other options if he doesn't. But at the end of the day, like Grant Williams matters. I think he's going to continue mattering. And, and that's that's just how it is. But maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's more situational dependent. And that's part of the reason why they brought Malcolm Brogdon in, I think, was that Golden State series showed the Celtics some things about themselves. And one of those things was their offense ran out. It dried up in the finals. Grant Williams himself has said that when the Warriors started switching everything, he didn't really have any counters. And there wasn't much he could do to impact the game offensively. And at the other end, it was Steph Curry was toasting the Celtics switches so they didn't get a ton of help from their their own versatile, versatile defense. So Malcolm Brogdon... You know, if you're going to switch, Malcolm Brogdon can beat switches. If you need someone to go to guards, like Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, those guys can be used instead of Grant Williams. So I think some of it will be matchup dependent, uh, but he's still important in, in some of the, the bigger matchups. Uh, is it, I think I'm saying your name right. Trevi? Is it Trevi? Trevi, the stage is yours. Yes, sir. How are you doing, Jay? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Um, in a perfect world of the Celtics title run, give me your top three fears going into these playoffs. I got three for you. Um, number one is overlooking the Hawks team. We okay. swept them this year. So you're afraid of Atlanta? I, I'm not necessarily afraid of Atlanta. I'm afraid of overlooking Atlanta. <laughs> but I would say that that's kind of a fear of Atlanta because you think if the Celtics overlook them, then you're afraid. We did sweep them in 08. We swept them this year, and they can give us a run in the playoffs. Okay. Um, All right. I'd say, I'd say number two is Cleveland getting to the Eastern Conference Finals over Milwaukee. So, so you would you would rather the Celtics play Milwaukee than Cleveland? Absolutely. Do you have a bigger fear of Orlando in case they make the Eastern Conference Finals? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> And okay, then, why why do you fear Cleveland over Milwaukee? I just think that they are structured much better to beat the Celtics than Milwaukee is. Okay. They've given they've given us some some serious games this year. That is true. They they've played like 9,000 overtimes. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it, but I, I, I see why you say it. All right, what's the third fear? Andrew Wiggins was just cleared to play in the playoffs. <laughs> I love these fears. These fears are, I mean, just classic fears. They're not your normal fears. Yeah, you know, I think most people would say, I'm afraid of Giannis. I'm afraid that Embiid just touches God for a playoff run. I'm afraid that Jason Tatum will go missing like he did in the finals last year. Oh no. 
you're afraid of all the things that nobody else is afraid of. You are afraid of Cleveland. <laughs> you are afraid of Atlanta. And you are afraid of Andrew Wiggins. Um, I love that. I, I, I think those fears are hilarious. They are fantastic. And I just appreciate that you're you're willing to fear things that most people wouldn't even really think about. Uh, I don't think Atlanta is much to fear as long as, and maybe this goes into your point, but if the Celtics are sharp defensively, I think they're going to have no problem scoring. Like Trey Young, I watched all the film of the games the Celtics played against Trey Young, and they just have so many ways that they can go at him. And there's just nowhere for him to hide. It's going to be a tough series for him and for the Hawks coaching staff to try to hide him. Um, Cleveland, I get why you're like the Donovan Mitchell plus defense plus Garland thing gets you. But at the end of the day, Giannis is just a totally different animal. And in the playoffs, there are things you're going to be able to do against Cleveland to take away Mitchell, to take away Garland because they don't really have any other creators. Um, and Milwaukee, Middleton, I mean, who knows? His health is still a, a big question mark. But if he does get healthy again, if he does get healthy, like Drew Holiday, Middleton around Giannis, uh, add Joe Ingles, gives him a bit of playmaking, though his defense I think will be an issue against some of the Celtics ball handlers. I just think it's Milwaukee, without a doubt, the team that the Celtics should fear the most. Um, and then third fear, I guess, uh, the one fear that you didn't mention, and maybe it's because everybody probably has it, is just Robert Williams' health. It's can't because when he's on the court, they are a totally different team. Their defense is always very good. With him on the court, they become almost impossible to score against in the half court consistently. With him on the court, there's just so much you can do defensively. Um, and then at the other end, like his his lob threat, his passing can all be impactful too. Um, so if he stays healthy, it's just such a big deal for the Celtics. He did he couldn't do that last year. Um even though he played most of the playoffs, he was hobbling around and he wasn't at his best and he still helped. And it's a testament to his instincts, his intellect, everything else that he was still able to help and his otherworldly athleticism too. In that Golden State series, the Celtics by far were at their best with Williams on the court. Um, so I think, I think that's the thing if I were a Celtics fan, that would that's what would petrify me. That's what I would go to sleep like, okay, please let, please let this dude stay healthy for two months. Two straight months. Three straight months, I guess. Three straight months of health from Robert Williams, and the Celtics should have a very good chance of winning a championship. If if he's not healthy, then it's going to be really tough. Celtics have shown they can play great basketball without him, but there are going to be challenges where they need him. They need his shot blocking. They need his steals. They need the chaos he causes. They need the threat, the danger that, that opponents feel when he's around, all of it. Um, 
So that would be the the biggest thing for me. Connor, come on up here. You're on the stage. What's happening? What you got for us? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Connor? Connor? Connor, are you with me? Oh, there you are. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, Jay, how are you doing? Doing great. Hey, I just had a quick question. Um, are you concerned at all with uh, the Joe Missoula versus Quinn Snyder matchup? And how do you feel Joe Missoula will stack up coaching against him? Uh... So, thanks for the question. Uh, No, I'm not concerned with the coaching matchup. Uh, Realistically, Joe Mazzulla just has so many more options than Quinn Snyder does. And at all times, whenever Trey Young is on the court, there will be no doubt about what the Celtics want to do. And that's put Trey Young in as many actions as possible go at him. The Hawks are not going to want to switch Trey Young onto Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, and that's going to put them into compromising situations. Uh, so I just think this is an unfair coaching battle. Missoula has more weapons. Missoula has more tools. Missoula has more versatility. He's got a team that went to the finals last year, Adam Malcolm Brogdon. Quinn Snyder has been around the Hawks even less time than Missoula has been in charge of the Celtics. Um, so I, I, I don't think there should be concern about Missoula in this series. He is a rookie head coach though. And there are some things about playoff basketball that you probably can't learn until you're inside it. And he's been an assistant. He was an assistant under Brad Stevens. He was assistant under Ime Udoka. He's won a lot of playoff games on staff. This is a totally different challenge. Now it's it's on you. Do you make the adjustment to your starting lineup? Do you make it early before it's a desperate move? Do you close with the right lineups? Are you going to put Derek White in there when he's been one of your best players all season? Are you going to call the right play in crunch time of a game? And... Some of that stuff, like like I said, I, I don't think it will matter against the Hawks. The This this matchup is not fair. Missoula is just in a much better situation with a much better team than Quinn Snyder, who's still in the beginning stages of changing that organization and changing the mindset and convincing those guys to shoot more threes and have a free-flowing offense, all of that. But later on, Game seven against Milwaukee, fourth quarter, lineup choices, play calls. Is Joe going to win the game for the Celtics then? I don't know. I don't think anyone can know. Ime Odoka was a rookie head coach last year. I thought he did a really good job throughout the playoffs managing everything. 
Um, and so you never know. It should be, you know, he'll face some experienced coaches. If the Celtics get through it, it'll be Quinn Snyder. It'll be probably Doc Rivers, who's won a championship. It'll be probably Mike Budenholzer, who's won a championship. And it'll be someone from the West. Who knows? I have no idea what's going to happen in the West Conference playoffs. It's it's crazy over there. Um, but but uh, this won't be the series where Joe Mazzulla is really tested. I don't think. Um, we got Noah. Noah, we got got a question for us. What's happening, Noah? I don't see you on stage yet, but you are coming onto stage. Oh, we lost Noah. Oh no, Noah's Noah's here. What's up, Noah? Hey, Jay, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, sorry about that. I think it was a headphones issue. Um, oh, no worries. Apologies if you've kind of already addressed this. I, I joined a little late. Um, we we have uh, rat or heat and bulls on. Uh, I think it's Friday. Um, obviously, neither of those teams are really top tier or, or close to it. Um, I, I'm just curious, which team do you think would just is is more likely to give the slight headache to the Bucks? I know everybody is talking about the heat, but they have no size, no real shooting. Uh, my my sense would be that I think injecting a little bit of Pat Bev into a Buck series would cause some chaos. Not, you know, maybe a game of chaos, but I just wanted to get your read on, on who you think Celtics fans should be rooting for on Friday. Love the question. Um, I would say Chicago probably has a better chance of winning a game or two. And, and that's that kind of goes against what, I've been thinking. I think I've pivoted on this one. I've seen the Heat offense enough that I'm just out on their offense. I'm out on what they could do. They do not have – I think it would be a really, really tough series for them to try scoring against Brook Lopez and Giannis while shooting the way that they have. Obviously, they have some guys who just haven't been shooting at their normal levels if Max Drews or – Duncan Robinson, if he plays, start hitting, and Tyler Hero starts hitting, then they can look different. But I just don't trust that offense at all. And Milwaukee's defense is so great that they're going to make you make tough shots. And Chicago makes tough shots. Um, would Chicago have any prayer of guarding Giannis or even slowing him down partially? Probably not. It would, I think it would be a, a short series either way. But I'm starting to lean toward maybe Chicago would be a tougher matchup for Milwaukee. Uh, at the very least, it would be fun to see Patrick Beverly and Javon Carter match up, two of the, the most competitive guards in the league, two of the most competitive guys in the league, two of the most competitive guys ever. Those guys are just kind of crazy competitors. So, yeah, but at the end of the day, like, Milwaukee's not going to have – shouldn't have troubles with either of those teams. I think that will be uh, – those will be quick ones. Um, Joseph, you will be our last question. We're bringing in Joseph. Joseph, we are waiting for you. All right. 
Joseph's not there. <laughs> All right. Then that'll be the last question. Uh, thanks for coming in, guys. This, this is fun. I'm going to, for those of you who aren't listening live on the Athletic Podcast, we have a tool where you can listen to us live. You can ask questions. You can raise your hand. You can participate in the conversation. I, I just think it's a really cool thing. Uh, if you don't have the Athletic app, you should probably subscribe. There's a great deal going on right now. Subscribe through one of my links, please, so I get credit for it. Uh, but we're going to do these pretty frequently during the playoffs. I'm going to try to get a podcast up for you guys every weekday uh, and after every game. So we'll, we'll record again after Saturday afternoon's game. Hopefully Packard will be on the call then. Uh, oh, Grant. Grant with the, the last second request in the chat. We'll, we'll bring you up, Grant. The, the, la the buzzer beater for Grant here. Yo, Grant, you're trying to get a buzzer beater. This is like like Minnesota Timberwolves execution right now down the stretch. Committing a turnover. Where are you at, Grant? Grant. <laughs> All right. That's, that was just Timberwolves. I'm sorry. You fumbled your shot. Oh, there he is. <laughs> the buzzer. My colleague gets fouled at the buzzer. Here he is. <laughs> Oh wow, that was uh, that was intense. I I got the nerves there. Um, but <laughs> hey, Jay, thanks for letting me on. Um, I don't know why we're talking about concerns right now. This is the best team in the East, guys. Um, but I also just wanted to throw some best bets out for you, sponsored by your hometown sportsbook, DraftKings. Sorry, I can't escape these commercials. They're like every five minutes. But back <laughs> on topic. First, take the Celtics team total over every game. I don't care what it is. Anything over 117, take it. They scored over 120 points in 40 games this year, and the Hawks, the Hawks can't guard anybody. Max play, Boston Celtics, minus three and a half games, plus 230. That's juicy. Uh, how about this? A little gambling advice for you. I, I wasn't prepared for someone to come on and just give gambling <laughs> advice, but – Hey, man. Well, I, I like this. This is a yeah. g gambling grant. I'm a man of the people. Um, <laughs> Jason Tatum, Eastern Conference Final MVP, plus 220. Book it. And if you're feeling frisky, Jalen Brown, plus 1,400, Finals MVP. And lastly, I just wanted to see, in your opinion, who is, who is the Celtics, West Ham, and Nate Shelley? Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, th th thanks for coming, Grant. Uh, who is the Celtics West Ham and and Nate Shelley? Uh, first of all, that's a Ted Lasso reference for for those of you who are unaware. Nate is the assistant coach who kind of goes rogue, becomes a jackass, becomes way too big for his britches, and lands on a rival team. Um, I. I <laughs> I don't know who the Nate would be. The uh, I mean, the the easiest thing is to say Ime Odoka, wherever he winds up, but his path was very different from Nate's. Um, and I think, honestly, despite what happened and despite the suspension and eventual parting of ways, the Celtics locker room still has a lot of respect for Ime Odoka, still will be rooting for Ime Odoka, still wants him to find a job and land on his feet. So there's 
there's no direct comparison. Um, but that's, that's probably what I got to go with. I've, I feel like I've let you down by not having a better answer to that question. Um, but anyway, back to what I was saying before, we're going to do these type of podcasts very frequently, um, where you guys can come in, ask us questions, give us your opinions, drop gambling advice. If you want, by the way, that, uh, I don't want anyone to, to get mad at me. If you lose on those bets, I am not, I'm not backing those <laughs> for all I know. Grant is the worst gambler who ever lived. Um, but yeah, looking forward to doing these more often. Hopefully Packard will get healthy and rejoin us soon and appreciate all you guys for coming on. This is a lot of fun. One last thing. Anything is possible.